This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Good afternoon. Exploding across the United States of America right now. Wow, you're all excited, huh? I've been pumped up for today. The Cigar of the Year is being released. I've been waiting for so long. I can't wait. This is it. Saturday, February 5th, 2011. Uh, This week, we will announce the Cigar of the Year, and we've been doing so since... 1992? 1992. That's impressive. That's it. This is the Cigar of the Year, folks. This isn't like the other people's cigars. It predates all of the other Cigar of the Year. This is the Cigar of the Year. Since 1992, so this is 19 years. 19 years. Very impressive. Yeah, just keep going with it, and that's it. Not only will we do the Cigar of the Year, but we're going to meet up today with Tim Pierce from FitTrue as we get ready for the big game. Not only is it FitTrue, but it's also FitTrue.com because he does distinguish between the two. Because there's a difference. There is a difference. If you want to find them, FitTrue.com, but the shirt says FitTrue. There you go. So there it is. It's a clothing line. And he is. He is the clothing. Oh, his oh, pants oh, are coming off. He's taking off. his pants wow, off. Wow, he's got true shorts. <laughs> he's got hat, shirt, pants, and shorts. On the he's, on, he's on the freaking radio, and he comes in dressed to the nines, all fit true. Jacked up and ready to go, and he is going to work. He's been working on this. I know it's hard to tell. Early stages. Early stages. It's been a month, and we've been doing this thing where... I eat five times a day, which I've been enjoying very much. <laughs> I bet you have. Nice. But it's changing the metabolism. It is. I'm not stuffed anymore. You're probably getting We'll like, get into it. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get talk into about it. it now. So let's talk about the uh, radio stations that we're on right sure, now. Sure. Let's talk We've about it. We've got WWZN, AM 1510, The Revolution Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio, Manchester, New Hampshire. Man Vegas. Man Vegas. You know, I DJed in Man Vegas for my birthday. The day before my birthday was Sunday, last Sunday. DJed uh, a set, and uh, first time in my life, my names were the biggest names on the flyer. On the flyer. How about on the sign? Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, the sign. You know, up front, it was Mr. Jonathan spinning with, you know, DJ Midas and Jeff Hyde. Oh, so you were like the head guy. I was, although I went first. I don't know how. You went first. I went first, but I had—I don't know. I was the biggest name. Top billing. That's Top all billing. That, that's all that matters. And highest paycheck? No, I did it for free. Wah, wah. Did it for free. I don't yeah. know. If, you, if you're not listening on the radio, you can have an option. Your option is Ustream.tv, where this is streaming live, and you can actually watch and see this mess. It is a right mess. Right for yourself, yeah. We make mistakes. We make mistakes. We spill... We are cigar guys, and it's guys hanging around. That's what the show is. The show is nothing. We're messy. The show is guys hanging around a cigar lounge and talking about whatever they're talking about. Talking about the cigar and talking about little sports and that I'm too fat and that uh, Chuck uh, turns the volume up too loud and different things like that. We're just (laughs) talking about different stuff. 
And that's what the show's about. It's too so. loud, Dave. I like to set records. Right. He goes to 11. He did. He, he takes sometimes, it one more. Sometimes I've, I've known him to go to 12 or 13, actually. Really? Um, you can catch a podcast at your convenience or at podbean.com or on demand, any of these things on demand on the cigarauthority.com. We're on Facebook. There's links to everything everywhere. The I only link that is missing is, is Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. For some reason, my website was overlooked in this whole process, and I'm very upset by that. You are not on the website at all. I'm not on it at all. You sure? I'm on every Saturday from 12 to 2. Right. Live, my face. Yeah. And then all we do is mention Making Mountains Move all the show Making long. Mountains Move. And then dot com, making mountains move. Dot com. I'm nowhere. I'm basically nobody. And right here on my headset, it says that I'm the show. It says it. You're just a co-host. I'm. That's it. I'm just Mr. A co-host Jonathan's here. And co-host. A, and I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with it. So let's let, let's fire up the first cigar of the day. All right. And whoop, you got one. Got one here. Come on, Chuck. Thank you, David. Okay, this is a Romeo and Juliet vintage. What? Wow, yours is banged up. Mine's banged up. How'd that happen? Hey, it happens. What are you going to do? That's it. This is live. What are you going to do? Can't what are you going to do? This is a Romeo and Juliet vintage. And the reason why I chose this cigar today is because when we started the cigar a year in 1992, the first cigar of the year actually was Fonseca Triangulari. We don't carry that brand anymore. For some reason or another, we don't carry it. We're not going to get into why? It's a long story. It's a, it's a whole we show. We have two hours. It's a whole show. Okay. But... What I want to never act, seen Dave back down. It's a long story. Any story, by the way. So it must be terrible. They it, must have done something to us. All right, book ahead. What I want to show you is that the cigars change in time. The cigar you smoke, that's the cigar of the year today. Years from now, might not be as good. Maybe better. Could be made by someone else. That's what ends up happening. The company gets sold, and that's what ends up happening. So this Romeo and Juliet was smoking at that time was a company called Halco Raw that they owned it, and it was made by somebody totally different. Actually, the people that made Fonseca were the people that made Romeo and Juliet at the time. Now it's owned by a different company, a big European company. The cigar has evolved and changed many, many times at different owners over the years, and it's a totally different cigar, but it's a high-end, you know, let's call it a $9. Uh, we got a Churchill here. So that was the cigar of the year in 1993. And uh, at that time, I thought it was the best cigar that came out. And a lot of people agreed with me at the time. And Romeo and Juliet became a very, very popular cigar after it became the Cigar of the Year. At what point does the cigar get to be cut by the cutter that you have over there? Because I'm cutterless. Cutterless. I appreciate it. I'll come in with your tools. You come with your tools. You know, a, a cigar smoker needs his tools. And what's the most important tool is a cutter and a lighter. And not just any cutter and lighter. We're using a polio cutter today, which is an awesome single-blade cutter, double-blade cutter, I'm sorry. And, uh, That's pretty I, awesome. I love it. it. It cuts perfect every single time. That I've had that cutter probably 10 years. And it's sharp. The sharpest. Take your finger off. Try it. It's tempting. And the lighter I'm using right now is a Zycar Triple Jet. Look, Look at that, that thing. Start a forest fire just by looking at the forest. There you go. Thanks, David. All righty. So uh, let me go through the cigar of the years of the past just so I can tell you a little story about each one and not bore you too much. Okay. 19- I'll tell you. You'll tell me. 1994. Uh, this is the plaque, by the way, of the cigar of the year. We give them a plaque 
when they win, but we make a plaque that just shows all the cigars of the year keeps going. 1994 was Butera Royal Vintage. It was Mike Butera, small little company. That has been sold also, and it's sold to the people that have Romeo and Juliet now. It's a big, giant conglomeration company. Basically, people wait for you to come out with a cigar of the year, and then that company buys. It gets popular after that. So, so you understand what ends up happening is the cigar of the year is not the most popular cigar. It will be the most popular cigar. It isn't yet. So just keep that in mind as we uh, tell you what the cigar of the year is. You may say when the cigar of the year comes out, well, are you kidding me? That's the cigar of the year? You'll get it about two years from now. Yeah, take a look at Brickhouse that's finally starting to get some accolades in That's right, which is the the cigar of the year this year. Um, 1995, Felipe Gregorio which uh, it used to be made by the people from Camacho that was sold out to Davidoff, and it's not the same cigar. Uh, Puros Indios, which in 1996 was the hottest cigar. Today, it's actually the same people, but I don't think it's the same uh, tobacco that was used in those days at all. I mean, it doesn't resemble the old cigar it used to be. 1997, La Flor Dominicana, very, very popular today. It was brand new in those days. La Tradition Perdomo Reserve X. In 1998, Perdomo, big year for him this year. We, we saw it coming in 1998. Uh, Indian Tobacco, which later became Rocky Patel, 1999. CAO, Cameroon in 2000. Cusano Corojo, Cusano was sold out. That was when they had a Corojo brand in 2001. They don't even have that anymore. 2002 was Camacho Diploma. We were lucky enough to not only... Uh, make it a cigar of the year, we had the exclusivity of that brand for about a year as it was test marketed at Two Guys Smoke Shops. Wow. So that was pretty good. Uh, Gurkha, 2003. Uh, there's a million different Gurkhas out nowadays, but in those days, 2003, a real special cigar. Rocky Patel later on changes their company name from Indian Tobacco to Rocky Patel, and they win it in 2004. Cabo Juan, which is Pete Johnson uh, with Tatuaje. Uh, did a cigar of the year in 2005. Chateau Real in 2006. Cuvée Blanc in 2007. Sold out now to Davidoff. Great cigar. Uh, 2008, Essencia, which Essencia is the people that make the Palio Cutta. Oh, nice. How do you like that? I like it. And last year, Brickhouse. And this year, we're not going to tell you yet. But we got a winner. We have a winner. And we'll enjoy that in the next hour. Outstanding. So we're, we're, we're trying the Romeo and Juliet Vintage, 2003 Cigar of the Year. I remember what the old one was what t- tasted like. It was, didn't taste like this, but this isn't a bad cigar. No, it's not terrible. Mild, good early morning cigar, priced a little high, but the Romeo and Juliet name, hey. This wouldn't have been bad back when the show used to be on from uh, 10 to noon. Right. We could have handled this. We made the mistake of doing like uh, the VSG show there. Right. 10 o'clock in the morning. That was brutal. So who do we have for contenders for the Cigar of the Year? We have Swag. Which I hope doesn't win because I hate Little Wayne, as we know. Little Wayne has a trademark of Swag, as in conjunction with, um, this is an all-Dominican cigar. It's a great cigar. I love Swag. And it's... Um, I'm back here somewhere. What's your name? <laughs> Producer Chuck. Yeah, it's Chuck's. It's Chuck's favorite. Chuck's favorite. So swag automatically puts at the bottom of my list. That's another reason. Hey, just because the volume was up too high earlier doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Twenty-two degrees north, eighty-three degrees west is a Jesus Fuego cigar. It's the latitude and longitude of El Corojo in Cuba, where the seed comes from. This 
all Corojo, never been done before, all Corojo cigar with a Brazilian wrapper, outstanding. 724, which is a local brand here, here in New Hampshire, getting a lot of attention. Nick Sticks, Maduro, the best value out there. Nick Sticks is doing unbelievable. That's Nick Perdomo's. E.P. Carrillo is Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who came up with Gloria Cubana years ago. And later on, he uh, starts a company on his own again with his uh, son and daughter. And uh, Great family. It, yep. Getting a lot of attention. Uh, Alec Bradley Family Blend, which Cigar Aficionado rates the highest cigar of the year. That doesn't mean a lot to us because we are the Cigar Authority. It actually means less than nothing to me. Personally. Really? Yeah. Well, it, we're not letting somebody make decisions for us, but we think it is a great cigar, and I think they got that one right, uh, rating it so high. And Pinar Del Rio, which is a new, pretty well unknown brand right now, is Pinar Del Rio um, 1978. It's a uh, it's a long shot. It's a it's a uh, not well known. I don't even remember smoking it when we did the uh, the contender show. Really? Well, we smoked them all that. We night. did smoke them all. I just did, that one did was not a standout for me at all. Okay. So anyway, those are the contenders, and one of those contenders will be the cigar of the year today, and we're going to announce it. Usually it's Super Bowl Sunday, but because we have this radio show now, we moved it up, and those people that are listening to the show get one day's notice. One if day, we had one day advance. If we had done it the way I originally wanted to do it, which was do the show on Sunday, we could have still announced it on Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe you should think about that next time you say no to me. You wanted to do the show actually not on Saturdays, do it on Sunday? Yeah, originally. I don't remember that. I remember a comedian. I remember there was a funny man involved. There was some chef guy. Everybody looked different. You were sitting over there. The only person that stayed the same is me. And I'm trying to change myself, but I can't. We'll see what Tim can do. I'm the only one. I stay the same all the time. I'm very boring. It's always the same. Very predictable. Yeah. You can figure it out. Nothing but perfection. So last week, you made fun of me with... You did a terrible job. Last week, I, you know, each week we do this uh, day in history so we can have something to talk about. And, uh, Which I've been dead set against the segment to begin with. But Boring. Not. And then yeah. we kicked it up a notch with adding a little bit of music and some funny sound bites. Yeah, you, you, you put the uh, a basketball, basketball <laughs> Jones in for somebody winning some baseball award or something. That, that stuff happens. I'm not a very good reader. I'm not a good speller. I, I get lost easily. I'm easily confused. So the, the music didn't match, match it. This time you said you're going to handle it all yourself. You Which it, I definitely opened mouth and inserted foot because February 5th is the most boring day of the year. Nothing happened on February 5th. Ever. <laughs> In the history of nothing, nothing happened. Because you don't know how to look it up. You don't know how to find this, these tidbits of information. All right. You think it's easy finding the stuff out. But good. Tell me what happened on February 5th. All right. Since we're doing my thing, I'm not going to tell you that it's the 36th day of the year. No? I'm not going to tell you that part. And I know you like to say things, how many days into the Christmas. I'm I not going to tell you that it's 323. I'm not going to say any of that. So I'm just going to go right to I the nitty-gritty. I need to know gritty. how many shopping days I have left. I don't care. Okay. All right. So... 1631. you got to go back that far. It, I had to go back a long ways to, to find, find something that happened. So something good happened in <laughs> Something happened. And it isn't really even that noteworthy. This guy, Roger Williams, Roger. immigrates to Boston. Uh, and he is the he was an English Protestant theologian who uh, was an early proponent of religious freedom. 
So I pulled a little Roger Williams music out. This is not boring at all. This is very entertaining. <laughs> so this guy came to Boston. And he just came to Boston. That's it. That's, that's all it. it really says. He just came to Boston. Maybe there was no Boston. Did he start Boston? He did not start Boston. Uh, and he did start. He did start something. He started the colony of Providence Plantation, which uh, provided refuge for religious minorities and the mob. And the mob. Here's <laughs> the start of the mob. All right, moving on. Okay, moving on. 1885, King Leopold II of Belgium establishes the Congo as a personal possession. <laughs> this was the Congo he meant. Yes. You just wanted to play this song. I did. The Miami Sound Machine, ladies and gentlemen. You're <laughs> listening to the top songs of the 70s. <laughs> Right here, <coughs> WWCN. All right, so AM now uh, the revolution. Go ahead. This is bad. <laughs> this yeah. is bad so far. This is bad because something didn't even print. Oh, yeah. oh, this is good. All right, so 1919, Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford, Douglas Fairbanks, and D.W. Griffith launch. Oh, it did print. Okay, they launched the United Artists. Okay. I don't Gee, know what that is, but whatever. Motion picture. United Artists, yeah. So that's like a... So United Artists started this day. If they decide they want to pick it or whatever, they can hurt movies if they're not willing to pay? No, this is, is starting... union? No, this is nothing to do with... Just union. a movie United project? Artists, yeah, United Artists is like uh, Warner Brothers, United oh, Artists. all right. Well, that's something. See, the, the You going to play my clip or watch There we go. Old time sound and music is that yeah, what it's the is? entertainer? That's all I had. This is lame stuff, by the way. Like I said, I opened my mouth and I inserted my foot, but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Um, 1889. Yeah, you got to move. Ernest Tillesley. Oh Tillesley, whatever. Key, the key is to he, do the research and understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I probably this should have read it once or twice before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the key. <laughs> Before I before I started reading, but I thought I could just wing it and be better than you. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so the English, he's an English cricketer. He was born in 1889. And that's it. Series four, de-atomizer. That's what I'm talking about. Noisy cricket. <laughs> this is really bad. Hey, so, from, hey, no, no, come on, man. You get a, a from uh, Men in Black, the I noisy cricket. cricket. Played cricket. Yeah, this is bad. This is all you got. This guy played cricket <laughs> in that year. He was born. <laughs> He's like a famous English cricketer. But wow. This it, is really bad. If it makes you... Chuck, you want to try this? <laughs> yeah. I should have put crickets as the sound effect. Um, yes. All right. Yes, this you... one's interesting. This one's interesting. I did find one... I don't believe it. One interesting thing. Okay. In 1934, Hank Aaron, mm -hmm. the American baseball player, he was born. Hank Aaron's now, birthday. Happy he, birthday, Hank Aaron. He was known as the home run king. Yes, he was. And in my opinion, based on the... I did a little bit of research on this. Balls are deep, deep, and it's gone. He did it! 755, baby. 755 home runs. He did that um, with no steroids. No steroids. Uh, and then Barry Bonds, who is unofficially the home run king, has 762. Not even that far ahead, uh, obviously, with steroids. Lots and the, of juice. Lots of juice. The help of growth hormone, which... Um, Tim Pierce from Fitru yeah. does not recommend using steroids. No. He doesn't. Um, Babe Ruth really is uh, the 
should be considered the uh, actual home run king because he hit his 714 home runs with the least amount of up at bats and no night games at all. Okay. He's the man. All right. You're such on. a sports guy. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, it took me an hour to research this. It's not easy. All right. So You're going to have more appreciation when I rattle these things off in the you, future. I think I will. I already do. Uh, you shut up back then. <laughs> Learn the way the volume switches. All right. So uh, 1969, born on this day, Bobby Brown, American singer, wife beater, general bad guy. Married to? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Bobby Brown divorced, hit, I hit believe. Hit me with the hot note over there. There we go. I think they divorced. For our radio listeners, Dave and Jonathan are <laughs> dancing right now. You can watch this mess on Ustream. Seat dancing. Seat dancing. Yeah, baby. I can seat dance. All right. You could cut that. Now, uh, actually, you might want to push play right now because... 1908, Daisy and Violet Hilton, the British conjoined twins, the earliest surviving conjoined twins. Uh, science had finally caught up to that point. Are these the ones that are conjoined by the head? No, they were conjoined at the hip. Joined by the hip. Come on, you got to give me this song. What do you got here? Give it a second. <coughs> Stuck like clothes. <laughs> Stuck on you. Yeah, all right, that's terrible. All okay, right. go ahead. <laughs> and uh, let's see, according to the sister's autobiography, Mary Hilton, with her husband and daughter, kept the twins in strict control with physical abuse. They had to call her Aunt Lou and her current husband, Sir. So they used to beat them. Yeah, basically. Two kids joined at the hip, and you beat them. No, no, no. One of them. The, one of the, one well, of the sisters, the other Mary, young, was the abuser, and then the other one was the abused. But she kept them oh. in order and basically was the dominant. She was the dominant twin. How long they lived till? They lived until 1969, so uh, 61 years. Hey, that's good. It's not bad. Did they both die at the same time? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, they did. Um, Just imagine having the corpse hanging off your body for yeah. a few years. That wouldn't be good. I would imagine they would have had to have died at the same time. See, uh, they, this, they were in. They this were is in what the our folks want to know. This is what the people want to know. Circus clowns. Okay, I am never. I am never doing this day in history again. No, you're not. I know. All right. Was, I wouldn't let it happen. I'm, That's it. I'm terrible. No, no. There's one more. There's okay. one more. Died in 2007. Fred Ball. Fred Ball. He's an American movie studio executive, an actor, Fred most Ball. noted believe, this man owns an employment agency. the brother of comedian Lucille Ball. Lucy Ball's brother's birthday. No, the day Lucy Ball's brother died. <laughs> That's what you got. Lucy, the most perfectly That's what I have. Secretary a brother ever had. Well, I felt you were going to oh. fail at this. <laughs> I felt in advance you were going to fail Wow, this. talk about having no confidence in me whatsoever. So I looked up a couple of things just to see if you want to. And you know what? One of them was Hank Aaron. So you got the Hank Aaron one. Nice. But, but do you know. You could say I hit a home run with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, born on this day was Christopher Guest. I don't know who Christopher Guest is. Christopher Guest is an actor from Saturday Night Live, and he was Nigel 
on This Is Spinal Tap. Nice. Which you were talking about bringing it up to 11. Perfect. There was the tie-in right there. I said it, figuring that you were there, but you didn't have it. Great sound. You didn't have it. Right. Look at the sound effects you could have thrown in there. Yeah. It would have been nice. That would have been a good one, right? Would have been a good one. Uh, Who else we got? Roger Starback's birthday. NFL quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, born in 42. Um, Larry. The cable guy? Tambon, guitarist for the Standells, who did Dirty Water. Nice. Boston, you're my home. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Love that song. Wouldn't that be great to have yeah, the cigar play that song. things? That, these are things that I almost used that as a bumper this week. Well, that would have been something that would have been perfect because it's would've his been. birthday. You know, and another one would be, died this day, Maharishi Mashayogi. You know who that is? I have no idea. Really? The yoga guy, 90 years old. Oh, the wow. Beatles, the Beatles were. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Maharishi Mashayogi. I can say it. Nice. Uh, so look at the mesh you made over here, too. Well, at least oh. I didn't spill water everywhere. No, you didn't do that early before the show started. So that was good anyway. So, uh, yep, this show is moving right along. Yeah, we're coming uh, you, up. You brought that down like three pegs, maybe four pegs. <laughs> but the good... But, but the good news is it's time for a break. Oh, that is good news. So I'm going to regroup, folks. We're going to regroup. We're going to come back really strong. And if we don't get strong, Tim's going to make us strong. Yeah, we'll do some push-ups. Okay? One, two, three, four. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening to Cigar Authority. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran. Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, Super Premium Vodka, Russian Reborn, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius, Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom 
from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing, it's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Say all that's good. All that's good. Say all that's good. All, all that's good. Wow, we got them dancing and singing today. We're smoking cigars. We're having a good time. And here to ruin everything and stop us from our good time is Tim Pierce from Fitzrue. No, I'm just kidding because uh, so far so good. Five meals a day. I'm having no problem with this. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel less bloated. Less bloated. Yeah. Any more energy? Energy. Good energy. energy. Good. good energy. Good. Feels like uh, more like, say, 10 o'clock at night now than it does 12 noon. What but. was the first thing that you noticed when you started eating that way? I wasn't waiting for the, you know, my next meal. I wasn't dying to have the next meal. It was it was almost a, a chore. You know, I got to right. stop. I got to stop and right, eat now. Right. Which, uh, you know, typically I'm a, I'm a two-meal-a-day person, and I bulk up, and I eat as much as I can because I don't know when the next meal is coming. So right. that's the feeling that uh, right. is going away, I hope. You're going away. How long have you been doing it now? This is uh, since almost a month. So about a month, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Here, here we go. Good. I like it. Now I want to start dropping the weight. So what's the next step? The next step in my nutrition plan is for you, now that you're eating five to six times a day, and you're continually eating, eating roughly about the same portion sizes. I'm eating the same crap I always ate. Yeah, no, that's fine. Because that's what we want to start for I'm, now. I'm eating five times a day instead. Right. Well, now we want to okay. start to look at now that we've taken care of the how often and how much you're eating. We want to start to look at some of the what, not all of it, but just some of it. Okay. So uh, I want you to start to incorporate in each of those five meals some sort of a carbohydrate source, some kind of a protein source, and some kind of a fat source. In every in, every meal? In each of those meals. Now, what would qualify as a fat source? Are you going to, like, not cut the fat off your steak or add butter to your roll? That that could be, but because, I mean, ultimately, most people are going to eat lean meats anyway. There's not actually that much fat sometimes on this See, on that stuff. And people get... This uh, is where he's wrong. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's dealing with. You going to eat that fat? Yeah, you're going to eat that That's right. You, like, skim it off the top of the soup. Right. That's the only part that you eat. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, but, uh, in general, because a lot of people have been getting into this whole, oh, no fat, and they're eating ultra-lean meat, that there's not a whole lot of fat on there anywhere either. And uh, in the end, what I find with a lot of my clients is that they are, when all said and done, they're, they're not eating any at all. And so... You know, because they at, think they're doing something good. Yeah, they think they're doing something good, but you actually your body needs. You need, and we, we, we all, what do we hear? We hear about the good fats, right? right. Is that your body needs the good fats? Well, people aren't eating any fat at all. And then the same thing too is people start. Uh, you know, of course we don't want to have a lot of the high saturated fat, but uh, then what's come out now is a whole bunch of studies saying. Well, maybe if you have some of the saturated fat, it isn't all that bad for you after all. Oh, and, this is what they find out all the time. Well, there's always some kind of a conspiracy. Yeah, you try that, to mess with nature, and that's this is what yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. So somebody that's just eating a salad and think they're doing a good thing, they should get the salad with the grilled chicken on it because you need the protein. Yeah, right. So where's the fat? The fat could come in the dressing. Oh, which, okay. Which in general, yeah, if we want to get fussy, I'd like you to maybe pick something that's a little bit more oily versus a creamier. Uh, dressing, but for you right now in step two, if you remember, I really do a conditioning model of nutrition. Yep. So 
I want to move people from one step to another. If we really start messing a lot with the quality of the fats and the quality of the carbohydrates and it's the quality much. of the protein, it is. It's too much. Too much right off the bat. What did you find when you started eating five times a day? That was enough of a task as it was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because I'm a busy person, and I, and I had to actually make time to I did do, do the same thing because I decided I wanted to back Dave up on this. So, uh, you know, I, the first couple of days I was texting him going, I'm on meal two. What number are you on? Uh, and so I actually feel myself, my energy drops big time when I do what I used to do. You know, every once in a while it'll happen. I'll make it all the way to noontime, and I realize, oh, man, I haven't eaten yet. So... You know, now I've got to try to plan my meals out for the rest of the day and try to make sure I can schedule them in to still hit my five number. But, man, do I feel so much better at the end of the day. Energy throughout the day. Oh, yeah. And even if I'm, like, exhausted, ready to go to sleep, I still just, I don't feel drained. I just feel tired. Right. We're talking to Tim Pierce, and he's from FitTrue. He's a personal trainer, FitTrue.com. And what he's trying to do is make it so uh, somebody like me, overweight, um, can can lose weight without you know I've tried every diet I've I've been on many many diets I don't stay on them this is not a diet for you to go on just for a week or two a month or whatever this is a change of life right. this is the way I that's right we'll eat we'll begin to eat so the first thing he said is go from eating we we figured out that I eat an average of two meals a day I I eat lunch and then I eat a dinner that lasts an awful long time. <laughs> And eat through the night, and that's because it's that's when I stop. When I the, the day is over, and I have dinner and then snacks throughout the night, and then it's over. And um, the change was to go from those two meals a day to five meals a day. So I switched from doing that to eat five meals a day. That's a lot of different meals a day. So what ends up happening is when I get home, where I usually have that long last meal is a little teeny meal like I had during the day because you've been, I'm not even hungry to have that meal. You've been eating all day long. I'm not even crazy about going home and saying, mm-hmm. let me eat dinner uh, because I've already had four, so I've had enough, so I end up squeezing one in anyway. But then I, the next day starts, and here we go again. Yeah. So, all right, so we understand each other that that's what I'm doing. That's right. And and you, what it sounds like to me, and this is what I want to hear, is you have developed the habit of eating that frequently. And... And, and so if you weren't to talk to me or move forward at all with my nutrition plan, you, you'd continue to eat this way, right? I hope so. I mean, you feel like that this is something that you want to do yeah. and you can continue doing. And this I, is- I don't feel bloated because, like a lot of people, they, they have a Thanksgiving dinner or something. Maybe at Thanksgiving you have a little something for breakfast or something. You get ready for your Thanksgiving dinner and you <laughs> eat so much. This is somebody that's eating two meals that day. Everybody ends up having two meals that day, but the second meal is so enormous and then you sit on the couch after you rub your stomach. Oh my God, I'm so full. <laughs> that is every day for yeah. me. I overeat every single day. Now I have not overeaten for 30 days. If only you had a giant afro and we could get Dave to start crying, this would be like a Richard Simmons radio <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm, hey, not, I, I'm I, not wearing the shorts. I don't know if I, I, don't, I, I don't think, doing it. I don't think I've dropped a pound yet, but I'm less bloated up. I'm, you know, I, I just came back from a trip and I'm I'm in coach and putting on the tight seat belt and squished in between the people and stuff and very uncomfortable. It's time for a move. It's time for something. Well, as you start to go into the next step, which yep. it sounds like you're ready for, as you start to go into the next step, which is incorporating the carbohydrates, the proteins, and the fats in each of those meals, uh, your body continues to regulate regulate itself. It's starting to, uh, it's going to find that balance that it needs. Of, it's because it's going to be getting the, nutri- the nutrients that it needs all day long. And we call the carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, those are called your macronutrients versus your micronutrients. 
your macronutrients are those three. Your micronutrients are what you know is your fruits, your, your, uh, your vitamins, your minerals. Those are okay. your micronutrients. And a lot of times I find people just don't have a good balance of their macronutrients. They, uh, people are eating mostly just, just nothing but carbohydrates, not eating any protein sources. If they are having any fat, uh, it'll be, you know, usually nothing but the high cholesterol fat. And so we want to just... Which is, say, which is fast food. Which is a lot of your fast food. Right. But I want to at least start to get a balance. You've gotten yourself more used to eating more frequently, and that was enough of a challenge. So we want to kind of move on to the next one, is, is try to incorporate some carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in each meal. So you told me, I think earlier, that basically, for now, you had a bagel. Uh, what, what, what was it you had for breakfast? Egg and cheese on a bagel. You know, that's a start. And so, good. The you know the egg is going to qualify as the protein source. The cheese is going to qualify as the fat source, and the bagel qualifies as the carbohydrate source. And that's a meal. And that'll be a meal. A cup of coffee. I don't really count for coffee. It, it's not good or bad. It's a it's a diuretic. It actually makes you uh, tend to urinate. You lose a lot of. So you got to keep yourself extra hydrated. So that's all. I don't okay. really count coffee as anything. I, you know, I'll tell you, and, and the people that are cigar smokers and stuff, I always say that cigars are non-addictive. I can stop cigars anytime. I do. I skip days. Things not a problem. I can't stop coffee. I'll actually get a headache if I don't have a cup of coffee. How, how much coffee do you drink? I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> well, uh, six cups of coffee. I'm a personal trainer, not an addictionologist. Okay. <laughs> I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> because I'm not an addictionologist? Mm. Do, you drink okay. coffee? do you drink coffee? Yeah. Okay. All right. Coffee, you smoke cigars. Yeah, well, like I, this one's already gone out. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Sorry. Hey, Mom, be, that was for you. you got to be a professional to uh, <laughs> keep I'm it learning. Going. I'm learning. i yeah. got to go in a little bit. So, um, One of the things that I do in my uh, second step, too, which a lot of people get, again, uh, rebellious about, is just like I'm not fussy about what you eat, but that you eat in the first step. On the second step, uh, people want to look at something, say, like peanut butter. And they want to say, oh, well, there's protein in peanut butter and there's fat in peanut butter, so it counts as both. One of my rules is I don't want you to count it as both okay. because it's too complicated. By the time you're counting everything in two or three different categories, it gets too hard to remember. And people start basically stepping over dollars to find another dime. The amount of protein that's in peanut butter versus the amount of fat, why don't you just look at it as a fat source because that's what it is. Ah, okay. And then here's another big shocker. People, I get in all kinds of trouble for this one. When you flip, o- flip over the back of a carton of milk to see the nutrients that are in it, it's basically carbohydrates. There's a lot of protein. There's some fat in there, too. There's not a lot of protein. There's some protein. But it's both, mostly carbohydrates. So whatever has the most of is what it is. Yeah, that's what I want you to consider okay. for most of the part and most of the case of dairy. Now, I said your cheese was fat because probably mo- the, whatever cheese you're using is probably mostly got a fat source in it. Okay. Is there protein in it? Absolutely. But don't worry about that for now. We want to just... And again, I'm trying to get a balance because in the end, I find most people aren't eating enough of... Do I want the sausage on the egg and cheese bagel? You, you, you can have that for now. Am I, am I better off or worse? I would prefer if you didn't have it. Okay. What's a perfect... So pro, even though the sausage would be protein, it's too high in the fat? Well, and then, the and then there's fat in the egg, too. All right, so you have too many sources yeah, of so it. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to go overboard with this. Right. And that's why I just say, hey, just pick one. And so since your egg counts as your protein, that's it. You've already kind of got your one with your fat, with your, uh, with cheese, your cheese in there, yeah. Correct. And then the and same then thing the carbohydrates, with the carbohydrates, the bagel. with the bagel. Um, because I want to... St- what about bacon? Can we put bacon on that bad boy? 
again, if you could kind of stick with one, it would be a little bit better. Fine. Um, but, but you know I'm not what? giving up my bacon. That's where but I you draw know what? the line. You know, if, if that's what you want to do, that is fine. Um, All right. Can I have... <laughs> can I have the bagel with the sausage and egg and no cheese? Or is it better off to have the bagel with the egg and cheese and no sausage? For now, I'd like you to think of having the uh, bagel, egg, and cheese. Because okay. I want you to start to think in the categories of those five. Okay. I'm the five. I'm sorry, those three. Uh, you were just doing the new math there for a second. Yeah, that's right. I switched over to the metric system. <laughs> so, um, All right, so that's a perfect breakfast. That Not perfect, but at least it carries That's right. All and, the things. and a lot of the questions you guys are asking are good questions, but believe it or not, they're actually step three questions. Oh. Did I, I think I told the analogy last time about running a marathon and how we're kind of training you to run a marathon. Yep. And initially, we want to just get you running a 5K. Well, that's what you've done. You're eating the five meals a day. Okay. A lot of the questions you're asking about parsing up whether, you know, this is a fat or this is a protein or this and that, that's actually getting into the half marathon part. And right, I'm just right. trying to so get you into the... So what's part two? What do we got to do? Again, the... the making Carbohydrate, sure. protein, fat. Correct. On each meal, On five each meal. meals. So give me some meals. Mention some meals. We said the egg, cheese, and thing, that works. Okay. Correct. So say you had a... Say you had a tuna salad sandwich or something for lunch. Okay. okay. Disgusting. It, but okay, we'll I'll go with you. Okay. On Pers- personal favorite of mine, tuna is the protein. Yep. Probably mixed in mayonnaise. Yep. That's your fat. Your bread and whatever is your lettuce and whatever is I your... I won't eat mayonnaise. Your, uh, is your carbohydrates. So, mayonnaise, mayonnaise is of the devil. Mayonnaise and ketchup, especially if you combine them and make fancy sauce. <laughs> it's a gag fest. You yeah. can't do it. It's, well, you can stay away from the mayonnaise. Well, or right. say you're going to have a salad. Okay. You go ahead and have a salad. Your vegetables in your salad can be your carbohydrates. Yeah. Your chicken breast or whatever would be on there. Again, have some kind of a meat source on there. could be your, your protein source. And then some kind of a dressing on top would be your fat source. Okay. So we have two meals. So I'm going to have the, I'm going to have the egg and cheese on a bagel for breakfast. I'm going to go with the salad with the grilled chicken on it with the salad dressing for lunch. Now it's dinner time. Dinner time again. You could have, uh, you know, some kind of a vegetable, some kind of a, a uh, um, meat, or some kind of a meat, yeah. and put a little butter on your vegetable. Baked potato with butter on. Sure. Okay, uh, and that's three meals. Now, in between meals, you could go with something like. Um, I know you've been doing some protein bars. Yeah. Like said before, and if you look on that, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and let that go. As, because it's got all three in it, yeah. Most and, and the protein shake that I went out and bought. Correct. That stuff. And if you had that, say with a piece of fruit and a tablespoon of peanut butter. What do you do with the peanut tablespoon of peanut butter? Just eat, eat it. Yeah, just eat it. <laughs> just eat a tablespoon yeah. of peanut butter. Yeah, if that's what you want. Sure. It's a personal favorite. Of mine. You spread it on your skin, David. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna absorb it through osmosis. Need, you, you smoke it. You I roll need, it with a bunch of tobacco leaves. And smoke I need it. a whole row of Ritz crackers. <laughs> With my peanut butter. Well, people put peanut butter on the apple. When you put the peanut... Oh, really? Yeah. I get the peanut butter. I put it on the Ritz crack, and I put a hat on top of it, so I get a little, <laughs> little peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> There's some people that just spread it on the peanut on the cracker and just eat it as one. You put a little but I put the little hat, hat on, on top. It. This is very there you go. Very cute. That's, this is what fat people do. Hey, that's actually <laughs> what I do. They have too much, really? they have too <laughs> much fun with their food. Yeah, I, I even understood the chocolate and the peanut butter thing with the guy that gets in the accident and they make the Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> and stuff. Remember the, the one in the 80s with Noah? They, they're sitting there, it's raining outside, and they're like, oh, yeah, chocolate and peanut butter. And we should go tell Noah. Ah, we'll wait till it stops raining. <laughs> no, I don't. No, Remember I don't. that one? Okay, so th- this is my step to, chain, to, to turn it into proteins, fats, 
and carbohydrates in every meal. Correct. If anybody's joining me out there, this is the time to join it. Go to five meals a day, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats in every meal, five of them a day, every three hours is yep. what I've been doing. Yep. And what I'm finding is that I'm not hungry by the second meal because I just ate three hours ago, but I have to do it. So I, I automatically make it smaller because I'm not that hungry. Three hours later, it's time again. It's time again. And the worst one of all, which is nighttime for me, and I don't know if I'm talking to anybody out there that goes through the same thing. Believe me when I tell you, you're not going to go crazy and binge at night because you've already eaten four meals. This is the fifth one. You're getting enough calories over the course of the day. Every time someone tells me about they have carb cravings at night, I look back at their uh, their nutritional journals or something, and they ate, you know, they... They didn't put any dressing on their salad. They, hey, they skipped something. Yeah, they skipped some meal. They had a little bit of this, a little, and then all of a sudden they say, I go to bed and I'm just hungry. How oh. about cereal and milk? Well, again, the milk is going to be a carbohydrate and so is the cereal. Ah. See, that's where one of the things, if you look at my second step in my book okay. on, on FitTrue.com, I think I've got a list. I know I've got a list there. So of, you, can, you of, can see this book for yeah. free on your website. Um, the, uh, the list that I've got of... What's the carbohydrate, what's the yep. protein, and fat, that's on the website. Okay. Yep. Fittrue.com. You can see that on there, but go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying the list of, like, what to consider in, in each uh, list. So, again, like I said, a lot of people would look at, uh, they want to look at the protein in peanut butter. And I said, look at, skip it. It's a fat. Look at what it's, we'll look at the overall effect of what it's doing in the body. And the same thing with milk. By the time all said and done in your body, consider what most people have it with. They have it with a bowl of cereal, which is all carbs. You could dump some nuts in there. And sliced yeah, almonds or yeah. something, and then you get a little more fat in there. Great, and then what are you going to do? Cut, put your bacon in there afterwards. All right, so that's no. Too you much. put yeah. slices of banana or something, no? Well, and then there's more carbs. So you see, that's all people do is they pile carbs on top of that carb on top of the carbs. So, that's their cereal. so how are you going to make cereal and how milk? about oatmeal? Oatmeal is all carbs. Yeah, same thing. That's all, all carbs. That's all you you have to put like chicken or something in your cereal. Well, that's where your eggs come in. Put eggs in your cereal. I, well, some people would generally have it on the side, and they might have the cereal on its own. Oh, right. But so if you want to make kind of a mash out of That's like it. the ba- perfect balanced breakfast when they used to show you the commercials of Frosted Flakes or something. They'd have the bowl of Frosted Flakes, and there'd be uh, a plate with eggs on it, toast, and uh, bacon. Yeah, overall, that's Hot, part of a complete yeah, breakfast. Yeah, at least they had a lot of the right ideas. I think that was actually for a more active generation, too, that... Uh, it didn't affect them as much. We're definitely more Well, sedentary. that's another thing, folks. I'm also doing nothing. Not doing any <laughs> exercising. I'm not doing anything. He refuses. Well, I don't refuse. I haven't been told to yet. Well, you also you also hired that guy, which I, I think is ridiculous. I you make him guy. do push-ups well, in your office. Well, he works out three times a week. He works out. and I Four, you hired a guy. He pays <laughs> him to do push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups while he watches <laughs> and smokes cigars. I don't even watch half the time. I don't even watch it. <laughs> I'm walking into his office and this guy doing push-ups, and I'm like, what is this about? Oh, this is my workout. Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to run that by Tim. I know people have Hasn't worked paid out. me to work them out. but I'm telling, I'm telling Tim I've on I've never you. heard of anyone paying someone to work hey, out for might, them. Might catch on. Yeah, it, uh, it'll catch on, but it won't catch on to you. Yeah. That's, the, that's the problem. And he's, like, sitting there stone cold. Like, he actually is like, okay, no, I paid him. Like, what, he so is Chuck, this, a, this is a true story? No, really. He and Chuck, <laughs> he and Chuck had, an, had, a, had a debate between the, themselves, and he actually had Chuck believing that if you cut a pizza into five slices instead of eight, that you, it's okay to eat the whole pizza. That that's still <laughs> because you now cut down three slices of pizza and Chuck's I can't like, eat eight slices. Oh, yeah, so that I makes cut, sense. Cut, you cut can eat five. But you still eat the whole pizza. The whole pizza. <laughs> that's, but, I, but I don't eat eight. 
Right. He doesn't I eat eight slices. No, you'd be an animal if he did. <laughs> There's no need to eat eight slices. You're a pig. <laughs> you just cut it into less slices. <laughs> you see why this hasn't yeah, been working I, out? I, I may have walked in over my head. You may have. <laughs> when does the working out kick in for you, Dave? What step is that, Tim, for, for him to hit the gym here? That's a 12-step program. <laughs> 12-step of a four-step plan. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's the way we want to do it. Um, that's, that can be something we can work in. I mean, for now, it's just focusing on the nutrition, but that can be something we, we can may have to get this guy you hire to do push-ups and sit-ups on a nutrition plan because he's going to burn himself out if he's not eating five meals a day. You guys, something else. So, so this, is, this is my move now. Yeah, that's right. I'm next adding move. those three things in the end. Anybody joining us on on uh, on the radio and doing the same thing? This is it. We we go to carbs, proteins, and fats. Consciously in each meal. In each meal. Doesn't matter what it is, but keep in mind if it's has more fat than it has protein, it's not protein, it's fat. You got it. So Love I it. I gotta start learning what which one is. Do you have a list? I do, and that's on like I said, that's you can find on fittree.com plus there's also it's in the book. Uh, yep. my Fittree Nutrition Plan, which you can get at fittree.com. It's got a list of which each one, but the easiest thing to do, flip over the back and look at the nutritional values there. And you just want to look at which one is, what's it providing the most calories in? Do you got any favorite fast foods that, that work out well? Any favorite fast foods? Yeah, yeah, like I could go to McDonald's and get the egg cheese on an English muffin and there's breakfast. That's it. You got I'm, it. I'm okay, right? You got it. For now, yes. Any other roast beef sandwich with cheese? Cheese is a mistake? I'll get no, 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 no. I, I need I'm, to add a fat. No. Yeah, that's fine. Very good. Because I because I <laughs> the roast beef is too lean. Yep. That's great. Most likely, right? Or you could put mayonnaise on it or something. I don't like mayonnaise. What's wrong with you people? Oh, mayonnaise is disgusting. You know what? Get it for me for mayonnaise. I had a buddy, Phil, that worked at Benedetti Subs in Havel, Massachusetts. And I was visiting him, ordering a sandwich. And I walked around the back while he's making the sandwich. And I'm talking to him. And he reaches in with the spatula to the tub of mayonnaise and pulls out this gelatinous just mass of mayonnaise, and I'm like, you know, you don't move. Never on. mind. I'll pay for the sandwich that you just made because I ordered it. Now make me another one and don't put that crap on it. You know what I saw when I came up here to, to New Hampshire? I, I grew up in uh, in a city in Everett, Revere, in that area. I came up here, and you'd order an Italian sub. They'd say, do you want mayonnaise on it? You gotta be kidding me! Or you get a steak and cheese, and they say you want mayonnaise on it? You gotta be kidding me! Of course not. I never heard of such a thing. Well, those would come with oil. Yeah. They'd come with some sort of oil mixture for you, oil and vinegar, typically yeah. down in, in Boston. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But each, mayonnaise. Each sub shop has their own, yeah. you know, proprietary blend I that they mix up. I can say I've never eaten mayonnaise. I mean, I'm disgusted by it, too. So. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm not even a pork but the, guy. But the thing is, is mayonnaise is just, just on, it's like a dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all. So they're just thinking in terms, all of your dressings, for the most part, are fats. So, so can I, so how about roast beef with cheese and? Yep. A little oil on it? If one of, well, I'd rather you go with the oil or the cheese, How not oil and cheese. Oh, good you point. Put, you good put point. oil on a roast beef sandwich? Like oil and vinegar or whatever. I don't eat roast beef, but I'm just thinking maybe if you had Vegetarian the Vegetarian will be there. That's why he's thin anyway. Vegetarian, though, you don't believe in that. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of the vegetarian. I'm not a full-on vegetarian, Usually they're whipping really, the, though. I'm well, it depends about, what you mean. As soon as someone says it and then they start talking, well, do you eat fish? Yes. Oh, okay. So you don't in my mind, you're not really a vegetarian. Right. A vegetarian eats vegetables. Yeah, and there's not enough protein. I don't care what you eat. It's not, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, when I look at the numbers of uh, even what are the more conservative estimates of the amount of protein that a person needs 
Yes, you can get that by combining foods like beans and rice, but the amount of carbohydrates that then come along with it is way more than a person could possibly consume. So unless you're running marathons or unless yeah. you're going to be working out like a... They, they tend to be scrawny people that have bad skin and... Bad attitudes. Bad attitudes. I don't, yeah, I don't like them. They don't smoke cigars. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I smoke cigars. What kind of a vegetarian are you? How much? Well, I was a, I was a very strict vegetarian because of growth hormones. So mm-hmm. I was into combining my rice and beans and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, big fan of nuts. and Big fan of the nut. Yes. He's a nut. I gave, uh, <laughs> he is a nut. When, I'm, when growth hormone-free uh, products became available readily, locally, I, uh, I started slowly introducing a little bit of bacon. Oddly, that that was the first thing that I started with. And then turkey. Uh, and now the only things I won't eat are chicken or, or beef. I don't like either one. You don't but like them or you don't like I won't. Like I don't trust the industries. The, those two industries are so large that if hormones could be snuck in somehow under the guise of hormone-free or something, those would be the two industries to bring them in. But how about eggs? Do you eat eggs at all? Yes, but free-range fish? Um, fish? I don't buy fish, but I eat sushi. Yeah, so you eat eggs and you do eat yeah. fish. Yeah. That's, that's meat. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah eating, I wasn't eating those for years, 10 years right. without any of it. And I was, I was perfectly fine lifting weights, did whatever. I never was lacking for energy, but I ate all the time. I mean, constantly. Yeah, you have, that's the other thing is yep. when you're you have to eat constantly. 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 Because it's 10, uh, 11 meals a day. Yeah, easily. to get the, the all the carbs sometimes that you need by straight up your greens, just eating nothing but greens. And you worked at a sub shop. Yep. You worked, worked at, at a sub shop. pizzeria, yeah. And while you were a vegetarian, eating yep. none of that stuff. Crazy, yeah. crazy. I used to make myself some odd sandwiches. The guys would look at me funny, but I'd make them and I'd be good. I know a lot of people who swear by it. I'm just Hot peppers and pineapple grilled. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they won't eat mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. It's disgusting. There we go. So anyway, anybody looking for Tim, you can find him on fittrue.com. The company is FitTrue, personal trainer. And if anybody, all your information is there, if somebody yep. wants to the, hire you to actually... Not only... Not only do you go he, to the gym with them, or what do you do? Yeah, he's, well, from what I understand, you're not really into going to the gym. I mean, you'll do it, but you'd much rather uh, give them a cheaper alternative and write a program for them, and then they can keep checking in with you. And don't you have some sort of app coming that you're I working on? I am potentially working on an iPhone app for my That's nutrition program. so awesome. Thank you. Guys. So there awesome. Because <laughs> then we can... I mean, we can. I can dial you up on my phone and go, okay, what... You know, what's my mission of the day? And then, you know. It'll all be laid right out for you. I'll be able to have you with me. Not that I don't have you with me all the time anyways because you're in my phone. But I could actually have your words right there, bam, instead of hearing you in my head going, oh, you missed a meal. Well, you missed that one. These good questions like what Dave just asked, like, is this a carb or is this a fat? There it is. You know what? Right I, want, I want like 10 meals. But these are 10 meals. You know, uh, a few breakfasts, a few lunches, a few dinners. These are 10 of them. Make them all up. I'll make them all up, and this is what I'll go to every time as opposed to try to figure it out because that's half the problem. You're saying, what am I going to eat well, now? And, and this is that part of that step because just like your first step, it took a little bit of adjusting yeah. and a little bit of fighting back. Well, this is going to be it too. You're going to have to try to find those meals, you know, that are going to work for you. You know, I'll be happy to help you out with that. Please do. Off the air, kind of okay, up. we're about to take a break. When we come back, we have the Cigar of the Year will be announced. Stick around. It's Ooh. coming right now. We'll be back in just a couple minutes on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. 
the back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True. Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over twenty years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand. Period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller body green banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan. Or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep, dark Maduro? Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Streaming online at 1510thezone.com. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick 
Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Here's Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Yes, we are the Cigar Authority, and we're going to have the Cigar of the Year. We do this every year for the last 19 years, and it's going to be announced right now. But first. Huh? But first. But first. <laughs> Hello to our friends at WWZN, AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, listening live. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Also watching us streaming on Ustream.com, Podbeamed on Podbeam.com. And always... Available at any time, all these things on the cigarauthority.com. All right. A good cigar yep. is as great a comfort to a man as a good cry is to a woman. Just wanted to say that. Okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> if, if that's what you want to say, that's what you can I, say. We're going to the cigar of the year, so I thought we could use a good, a good quote in there. Okay. The, how is this chosen? How do we pick this? We pick this because basically the customers have given us the real answer to this. We put these cigars out. We choose what's, what's move, starting to move in the store um, that came out this year, new stuff that came out. You can see um, people are voting with their wallets by buying this. We made a contender's pack up where we put seven cigars in the contender's pack. We sold the contender's pack to them. They had an email address that they could come in and, and, and write to us and tell us what they thought. Um, then we follow the sales of those seven brands of again they're voting with their wallets at this point the sales of those brands we also ask the 16 employees that work at two guys smoke shop and we all get together and we cram all this information together and we come up with a winner sometimes it's really hard this year was hard i'll tell you there were three major contenders in this thing i won't say who they are but three of them uh, had a real good shot and we came down to just one as we needed to so there's really there is no chance for a tie because let's say uh, two brands stood out as far as the, the customers that purchased them. Yep. And then two brands stood out because the employee said, okay, this is the one that we like. And then two brands stood out because people voted. Yeah, that's not what happened because it, it, it's usually. That could make it difficult. The, the employees end up seeing exactly what happens. That Jesus, you know, all of a sudden people are buying these like crazy. Repeat business of those that particular brand. And, you know. This is what I would get from the employees. So what do you think without telling them the, what I've got so far? You know, it's between this one, this one, and this one, or it's between this one and this one. And it's, it's all the same. Everybody's yeah. getting the same thing. You know, is our emails coming in from um, the same person over and over that's trying to put a vote into somebody. Yeah, you get rid of those things that are coming in from the same people and stuff, and you say, okay, we got we got some things that are here. Again, the true answer, people are actually paying for the cigar they'll buy two or three of that cigar next week they come in they get a whole box of that cigar and you go all right it doesn't matter what this guy says he believes this is the cigar he's putting his money where his mouth is and here's the winner so i'll tell you this is this is a unique cigar because i don't believe there is a cigar like this that has ever come out before there's a hint okay so you got the answer already right 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let me say congratulations to Jesus Fuego with his brand 22 North, 83 degrees west. This is the cigar over here. We'll slide the box open, and it is a tissue-wrapped cigar that, that uh, uncellophaned and some tissue inside here that's holding basically a bundle of cigars. In oh, here. that's pretty. Smell the aroma of this right off the bat. As soon as you open, oh yeah. I, I, I tell you about these uh, fresh cigars that um, nothing like opening a fresh box. Oh yeah. Of twenty two eighty three, better than a, a, a box. There's nothing of like slamming your microphone on a fresh box. It's so exciting. Twenty two eighty three. Wow. So here's the cigars here. Aren't they beautiful? The the wrapper on this is a Brazilian wrapper, Corojo. This is an all Corojo blend. And I'm going to tell you a little about it before uh, we bring our guest on. 2283 is the latitude and longitude where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once, 1930 to 1990, grew arguably the best tobacco in the world. Today, having a low yield and being highly susceptible to diseases that tobacco seeds can have, uh, it's not grown there anymore. But the seed still exists. 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west, uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend using Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican Corojo filler, Costa Rican certified Corojo binder being finished off with this special, lush, oily Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper. And oily is the way to put it. This is really, I mean, it's it's so beautiful. It's beautiful in, in its ugliness because it's it's not painted that, you know, you can see imperfections yeah, in the you, you individual can, leaf. It's veiny, but, man, it's a thing of beauty. It is. It's beautiful. Um, it makes Just by looking at it, it makes me feel like I just had a good cry. The, the size is a sublime. Uh, it's a 6x50 size. It is, uh, it, 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 it's a gorgeous-smelling cigar. The aroma is fantastic. Uh, it's really something different because the Corojo seed has never been grown in Brazil before and Jesus Fuego's dad actually is the guy that actually grows the tobacco there. He used it on this cigar first and uh, we're very, very excited about the brand and the taste of it and it's, uh, I gotta tell you, it's well-deserving. He has made us a great, great cigar and uh, do we have him? On the phone with us right now is the man himself, the guy that put this cigar together. Jesus, are you on? I'm here, sir. I'm here. Hi, Dave. Hi, this is Jesus Fuego, and uh, I, know, I know you're out there traveling, but I wanted to uh, talk to you tonight and congratulate you on the Cigar of the Year. You certainly have made a fantastic cigar. This is, uh, thank you, thank you. Hi, everybody, the Cigar Authority. <laughs> so tell uh, us. Yeah, this is, this is the, the, the perfect finish of the day. I just landed in Phoenix, uh, beautiful weather out here. And, uh, man, just land here to hear that we're the Cigar of the Year for you is, uh, is an honor. Well, it, it's well-deserving, I'll tell you. Um, this is, is an unbelievable cigar. It was a standout for sure. Everybody was saying it right from the get-go of this. And um, this story has um, th- this area, El Corojo, this has a uh, h- history to your family. Is that right? Yes, it's... Uh there's uh, there's a lot of uh, good and and uh, and great feelings for me with that area and with the name of the cigar. This is something I always wanted to do. Those are like you said uh, the latitude and longitude of uh, La Finca Corojo, where I was born and raised, and my family has been for five generations before uh, we left the country. 
and uh, and it's the area where, uh, to me, the best seed of tobacco out there for cigars comes from. So we took the seeds from the air and grew it, uh, like you very well described it, in, in these different places. And it's something that I always wanted to put together and, and uh, but do it carefully. So these are cigars that have been blended for a long time. We have tried them over and over and, and, and tried to perfect blend and uh, we have given them some extra aging. That's why, as you pointed, the wrapper is a little dull and, and it has, it, it's something that we wanted to do like pure tradition, no ornaments, not be looking at, at something very pretty or very even just pure taste but I think uh, I think uh, well your your smokers decided so I'm very happy with it absolutely and and like champagne that would be grown in the champagne region of France the only place to actually get Corojo the, the seeds that you're growing with this is from Corojo in Cuba is that right yeah that's that that's where the seed was developed I mean, if, if I can tell you uh, a short little history of, uh, of what the seed is, there is in this area, typically people grew tobacco, uh, the local seed that was called Criollo, that just, mean, just means uh, native, uh, the seed mostly for feeders, but they started noticing that there is a leaf that is a little bit more pliable and a little, a little more oilier and, 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 and thinner I mean, easier to use as wrapper, and they decided to to select a seed that they can adapt to the shape grown. And that's where Corojo was born. You know, it was born in the area, and it was named Corojo after the farm. And it's uh, it's like a, a, a more subtle version of the Criollo seed. So it's, it's the cream of what the area has to offer. It is the cream of the crop. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Well, I can't c- congratulate you enough, and thank you so much for a great, great cigar. Everybody's enjoying it. This cigar comes presently in four sizes, the Corona Extra, which is a 5.5 by 46, the Epicure Number 4, which is a 4.25 by 49, the Sublime, the Cigar of the Year, 6 by 50, and the Bellicoso Fino, 5.5 by 52, they are unique, fantastic cigars, and um, the amazing thing to me is, and I wouldn't expect in all, I, I believe this is the only all Corojo cigar I've ever heard of, and I would have thought that there might have been a problem with the burn, the combustion of the cigar, that it wouldn't burn evenly, but it's a perfect, beautiful burn. Is there any special thing to, to the fermenting process or anything that makes it so perfect? The special thing is that, for lack of a better word, and you excuse my poor English, I have the two big animals growing tobacco behind me. That is Placencia in Central America and my father in Brazil. Yeah. So they have played. Uh, uh, they have played very well with uh, with the altitude in the areas, the region where they're growing tobacco, also the season, and obviously a very long and careful fermentation. And all together, basically, uh, we're, we're using from each area the primings and the, the texture of the leaves that burns properly and that gives you uh, the level of strength and flavor that we were looking for. I mean, it was something that we selected the best from a few different places in Central America and, uh, and uh, Brazil. 
It is a full-flavored cigar. There's a lots and lots of flavors. It, it's an explosion of flavors in my mouth, yet it doesn't have any harshness to it or heaviness in my chest. It's something that me, as a mild cigar smoker, can really enjoy but appreciate the, the, the power that it does have. Yeah, that, 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 that was the intention. I mean, something that... that uh Anybody can enjoy, it, but still with the character and uh, and uh, and it's very easy to make a good cigar when you have good tobacco behind you. So the merit is all from the growers. Sure, we we'll just put it together. Now, now your dad's the one that's doing it in Brazil right now, and is this the first Corojo plant plant that that has been out there yet so far? As far as I know, yes. I mean, there uh, the area, the Reconcavo region. That's how the the area is called, Reconcavo, in the state of Bahia has been very well known for producing a lot of tobacco, but typically the local seeds, and also Sumatra from Brazil. Uh, many years ago, uh, we started doing an experiment there because uh, my dad moved to Brazil and started growing tobacco there, and the area is extremely similar. I mean, it's south of the equator, more or less the same distance that Cuba is north of it. Okay. So the climate and the weather is extremely similar. So we decided to, why not try the Corojo there, you know, since the area is so is so alike. So as far as I know, yeah, it's the first uh, Cuban seed Corojo grown in Brazil, successfully at least. Uh, they have, they might have tried to do some other uh, experiments that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, they have some great, great tobacco down there in Brazil. I'm, I'm a fan of the Montefina stuff, but I'll tell you, you hit a home run here. Home run without a doubt with the, with the Brazilian Corojo, uh, and, and this blend is so balanced and, and so well done. Once again, uh, Jesus Fuego, thank you so much for 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west, the 2010 Cigar of the Year. Congratulations to you, and thank you once again. Enjoy, guys, and uh, thanks a lot for uh, the opportunity and, uh, and the award, and, uh, and uh, we'll keep them coming. Okay. Keep up the great job with the scholars. All right. We'll look forward to you coming up someday and uh, sitting with us and spending some time. Thank you. We will. Take care, guys. All right. That's Jesus Fuego and the Cigar of the Year. Here it is right here again, 22 degrees north, 83 degree, degrees west. And this is a fantastic cigar that I'll tell you, if you haven't smoked it, folks, yet, this is something for you to try because there's not anything like it. There's not something I can say it tastes very much like that. Right. Because it's truly unique. It, it, it it's is a, unique. It's a taste, uh, a lost taste, because they, they truly don't use that uh, because of the, the opportunity that there could be, uh, it, it yields a small yield that they don't bother doing it. And uh, he's, well, it, he, it's really gut, a gutsy move, I think, because with... If you're going to put together a cigar brand, let's say you, you have, uh, in the case of Drew Estates, you know, they're sitting on tons and tons of tobacco, and so they go, okay, what do we have? Okay, we've got all this stuff, and so this pairs well with this, so we'll put those two together. We've got enough of them to make the cigars. Right. What are we going to wrap it with? These guys are working with all Corojo. Right. They right. have to have it perfect. It all has to be fermented perfectly. They've got to harvest it perfectly. They have one shot. To get this right, and and, and from, from man, did they hit a home run? They did. It. They Hank Aaron this one. <laughs> Hank Aaron's birthday and the <laughs> celebration. So, have you have you you smoking one, Chuck? 
Uh, I've been busy with Skype. I haven't even had a chance to line right. this up. I wanted to make sure that, that we had Jesus successfully, and we did. And uh, Oh, beautiful. What a great guy. I can't wait to see him in he person. He is. You know, Jesus, we had him on the show once before. We call it the lost episode. It is the lost episode. It was you a, guys always talk about this, yeah. It was a it was a show that he did at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook. And he what act- a class act, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Filled 40 minutes of, of time talking about the, the cigars that never got boring. And he, he actually canceled the flight. He was supposed to go out that morning, and then he heard about the show was going to be there, and we asked him to be on, and he said, okay, and I didn't know that he was canceling the flight. Later on, after the show was over, he, uh, his representative that was here with him said he actually canceled the flight, and wow. uh, he doesn't have to leave till 3 o'clock now, but he was supposed to already be gone. And I said, oh, my God, well, what a great show. And it was, it was uh, so informative for me. And uh, this was before the cigar was even out, actually. Yeah. And um, the unfortunate thing is we used to have a different producer. This was before you. <laughs> is that a bus? <laughs> and at wow. The, at the end of it, I, I, went to, to, um, I went on Ustream to see how well it, it, it seemed so good to me. I thought it was our best show ever. Yeah, best interview. And uh, because we had some tough ones, and uh, I went on to see, and I said, the show's only like three seconds long. Well, you're doing something wrong. It needs to load or it's going to do something. And we kept hitting the button, hitting the button. And it was gone. I've never had any issues, Dave. No, you never no, have. like no. volume controls or anything like that. I don't, you know. Sucks <laughs> <Just> perfect. <laughs> that, that was it. It was lost. And, and later on, uh, Mr. Jonathan announced his retirement from the show. <laughs> and, most. And, and uh, he has never missed the show since. <laughs> so was, was Jesus at the 25th anniversary party? He was not. Okay. He was not. Uh, hopefully he'll come to the 26th. Was he uh, invited to the? To the he, yeah, I'm sure. All right, just checking. We how we uh, handled it, the anniversary party, and I'll tell you, uh, two guys does an anniversary party every year. Two guys smoke shop, and this year was the 25th anniversary. We send out uh, maybe 25, 26, or whatever, a, a few extra, but uh, send out um, letters and say, "Here's how the event's going to work, and this is what is expected of you if you're going to do it." And we need a, a, a key person from your company to, to come in. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be just sending their reps in, and the reps are more than welcome to come and would love them to come. But if, uh, you know, we got Fuente uh, cigars in it, Carlos Fuente's to come. Mm. And, you know, if you want to participate in it, you will not hear from us again. You just call us up with a verbal okay that you agree to what it says here and let us know, and the deadline's going to be here or when we hit a certain amount what it's going to be. Last year, 25 people. Right. So um, the letters went out. In a matter of just a few days, the 25 people filled it up. And then a week or so later, the ones that were thinking about it or whoever called up and said, okay, we're going to be in. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, it's maxed out. They were too late. Yeah. So, uh, Mm. you know, this year you'll see at the 26th anniversary some different people because we just sent the letter out uh, this week of last week of the uh, what the 26th anniversary is going to be all about. And we've gotten... uh, like eight people replied, and for the most part, they're people that weren't at last year's. Okay. They're people that missed, mm-hmm. and they said, oh, yeah, I'm definitely in, and, and they jumped the gun, and, and they're in, so uh, it'll be interesting. Those that are listening in, I'll tell you a little about we got time for me to We do, talk? actually, yeah. Okay. Um, two guys, uh, twenty. Uh, do I have the right thing here? Yeah, I got it. Uh, if you were at Two Guys' 25th uh, anniversary cigar dinner last year, when we gave away a Rolls-Royce and 250 silver bars, 
You were there. Oh, Dave, let me just tell the listeners that yeah. was that was a party. That was a party. That's how to the do whole, it. The whole uh, giveaway was like being part of a live game show. Uh, it really had that intensity. That Do you agree, Jonathan? You were oh, there. It was, it was off the charts. That's how we do it. So this is going to be the time of your life. I that's mean, how we roll. That's how we roll. And it, it, it's a $200 ticket. And for $200, you get dinner and you get 25 cigars. Yeah. And we had a uh, 12-piece show band there. We had Mr. Jonathan as a disc jockey also. We also had a comedian we had steve sweeney there and not that the door prizes yeah he was not funny he was very funny I, it was my first time seeing his act and people were so surprised by that like you're a new englander and you haven't seen steve sweeney i haven't and i heard the criticism jonathan probably from you saying that it was the same act as always i laughed my ass off me too and uh it was very very funny but anyway mr jonathan he's a vegetarian so he, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get the cow reference I guess or whatever not. but um the, the key to the show is it's an elimination all during the night, and it goes down to the last guy standing. And there's this office made to them to buy their tickets out and get out, but the last guy standing. Somebody left. offered the last three guys like $16,000 right. to walk yeah. away. Yeah, they don't walk away. And some guy leaves with a Rolls Royce with 250 silver bars. And the other guy? Nothing. Nothing. And the other guy was the holdout. He, <laughs> yeah. the, the guy who wins wants out. You're right. He, he's like, let's take the 16000 Let's take that. You, you got know, the wives yelling at him. It, and got, it <laughs> got up. There was some crazy amount, like $22,000. You know, they, they could have just walked away, taken the money. And this one guy who's the holdout, who I wish won, yeah. was like, no, no, no. I'm holding in. I'm holding in. He walks away with a silver bar. And the other guy gets the Rolls Royce. And the 250 bars, and it's just crazy. Well, so the question is, how can we beat that event? I mean, it was so great. What are we going to do next, and can we outdo ourselves? The answer is yes. And here is is our plan. This time, we're going back in time to a simpler place in time, a place in 1936, a time when cigars were all the rage, 1936. Our rights and freedoms were important to us, and we were just getting out of Prohibition and the Depression era. The hottest pastime in the land was a game called Monopoly, and the in-dash radio was invented and placed for the first time in a Cadillac Fleetwood as its top option. So this year, we're going back in time to 1936 and giving away a 1936 Cadillac Fleetwood. This car, there's only three, there was 900 of these cars ever made. There's three left. One's in Hollywood, and I got one. And there's one out, else out there. Without a doubt, i got to say, we have the nicest one. This car has 55,000 original miles on it, and it is, in, it is virgin in every way, meaning every, every bolt on it's original. It's the same one. Every, everything. It's not like somebody went out and found more parts so they could put the original parts. Everything is the same one that was on there. This car is pristine. It's unbelievable. The radio and, only plays 30 mus- 30s music. That's how <laughs> authentic it is. <laughs> Wow. You listen to Jammin' 94.5? No. We're listening to Jammin' 94.30s. Right. That's right. Uh, this this automobile is priceless. And uh, Wednesday, September 21st, 2011, Wednesday, September 21st, that's when it's going to be. Tickets are not on sale now. They'll probably go on sale in May, probably. Last year, we sold out uh, the 300 tickets, sold out in eight days. So this thing's going to go fast when it goes. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cigar Authority listeners, you're going to know it first. We're going to let you know when it's going to happen, and it's going to sell out quick. 
it is something not to miss. It's a great, great evening. You know, take your friends with you. Get a table. Get a group together because you're going to have the time of your life whether you win or lose. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have all the big celebrities from the cigar companies are all the Cigar celebrities, I like to call them. But I mentioned the Monopoly game to you because that's going to be a big part of how the elimination is going to work. And we're making Monopoly boards, Cigaropoly. Awesome. And each space that's really a real estate space is a cigar company. So all the cigar companies are going to be there, and everybody's going to win board games along with uh, the cigars and the entertainment. we got a... uh, a um, swing, uh, like an eight-piece swing band. Cool, man. To stay with the 30s theme and all that stuff. So uh, I'll have to put together you know my question? swing music myself. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, you're, you're the professional swinger. You know what my first question is? And you don't have to answer this, Dave. And I'm sure it's the answer or the question that many that follow or play Monopoly have is who's going to be Boardwalk and Park Place? You know, no one has asked yet. And we're going we're gonna, to we'll put them in a hat and we'll pull them out or whatever it is because there is no Boardwalk and Park Place. It's going to be... Toro Fuente and, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever it is. It's going to be the brand names, and that's going to be it. And if, if uh, hey, it should, Boardwalk or Park Place should be 22 degrees north, 83 degrees that's west. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yes. You need it, to have it like something significant. The reason why it is, right? Yes. It's the cigar of the year. Absolutely. And it is a, you, you got any taste of this? You're usually the one to pick up a taste or two. You are going to love this. Oh, you got something. Oh, All right. I've got something. <laughs> Toasted Swiss cheese. I'm not a Swiss cheese guy. I'm normally not a Swiss cheese guy either, but the toastedness of it, it's just, I don't know, it's good. You know what we need, Dave? Yeah. When Jonathan gives these awesome, taste. by the way, reviews of cigars, it's like that classical music. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Some kind of mu- I'm going to work on this for next show. A little right. music bed going underneath. So when Jonathan says, you know what I got? Boom. <laughs> music comes well, up. All of a sudden, some announcement. Mr. Jonathan's tasting. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> And here it is. And he comes up with some wacky thing like this. Toasted Swiss cheese. You can almost taste the holes for crying out loud. I've never had, saw toasted Swiss cheese in Cigar Aficionado magazine. Never. Mentioned. <laughs> Nothing. You know? I'm lost. You know why? Because I taste the real flavors that are there. I don't have to make flavors up. This is what's there. It's toasted Swiss cheese. You smoke the cigar from this box. Ten years from now, it's still going to taste like a little bit mellower. But toasted Swiss cheese, it's not going to change. Well, that's something I like. I, I, I have a cedar taste to it. I have a little little spiciness, a little black pepper, a little spiciness, a little cedar from the from the cedar box. This is an uncellophane cigar, so it's in there, in its cedar surroundings, and it's going to bring on that taste. Taste of it? Yeah, maybe a little yeah. cedar. But with some age on the cigar, this is a relatively new cigar. Hasn't been out six months yet. Mm-hmm. And, boy... I think we hit a home run with this. Yeah. I think we got it right on. This is the next brick house for sure. Next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Yeah. Can folks say, Jed, move away from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, coming up to a break. Okay. All right. We're going to enjoy the rest of this uh, 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west. When we come back, we're going to talk Super Bowl cigars. Are you going to smoke indoors? Are you going to smoke outdoors? Uh, we're also going to talk about next week's guest, which I'm pretty excited about. Here the world's go. first cigar smoking CPA. That's right. I love it. So we'll be back in just a few seconds. Stick around on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. 
Flor de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Flor de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Flor de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Flor de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Flor de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. 
Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. James Brown. You know, you can say what you will about my inability to come up with this day in history and all that stuff. I can pick some bumpers. You got a James Brown. Love this music. Ah! Out of sight. It's a godfather of soul right there. Hardest That's working man in show business. Absolutely. Dead as can be. Second hardest. I'm the hardest man. You are. Uh, you? We're smoking the cigar of the year. 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west. Kind of a weird name, but it makes all the sense in the world because this is the latitude and longitude of El Corojo in Cuba, where the seed comes from. The mother seed that makes this five tobacco blend is an El Corojo cigar. Very exciting cigar. Very different. There's nothing quite like it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Good choice. I think we hit a, hit a home run with this one. Okay, what do we got going on here? Super Bowl cigars? What are you going to do? You going to watch the Super Bowl? Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Good question. <laughs> here we got Pittsburgh. Okay. And Green Bay. So Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback of Pittsburgh. Who's the quarterback of Green Bay? A guy named Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Who is a uh, offensive stud. He puts up a lot of offensive numbers. Big numbers. So big numbers. Green Bay Packers, which have... have they haven't won for years, yeah, right? Yeah, last time they won, actually, was against the Patriots back in 96. Okay. Yep. So it's been a while for them. Uh, they've been in a, in a drought. Uh, Pittsburgh, they are creating a dynasty right now. Uh, I think this will be Ben Roethlisberger's fourth ring, fourth Super Bowl ring, if he well, wins. if he wins. If he wins. And they are the favorite. They are the three-point favorite. Oh, it's thereabouts. that close. Yeah. Okay. close. Nice. Dave, I was thinking about you this, this past weekend. I was uh, in Boston scary. working with WWE. Yes. And yes. I know we had Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Pierce on last hour from FitTrue.com. Right. And I couldn't help but think I, I, was, having, uh, I was having dinner on Sunday night with, uh, with some of the wrestlers. One of the guys' names was, uh, it will come to me, Rey Mysterio or something like that, but with the mask, Ray Mysterio. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't want to give too, too much away about him. And then um, there was another gentleman who was in his forties, and we're in line together getting served food. It was a buffet, and they are on such a regiment diet where they I can't have this. They're watching me fill up my plate, and they're giving me crap like, "Oh man, I wish, I wish, I no wish." Kidding. And they're counting carbs, and they're they're counting their calories and everything else, and it's amazing. And you know, I was giving them credit for what they do. And I learned that one of the wrestlers, not Rey Mysterio, but he's been doing it for a while himself, but this wrestler was 41 years old. Yeah. And was just tough. talking about the day in and the traveling. and, and, and Tough yeah. gig. Oh, man. Really? You saw the movie The Wrestler? I, I like that. Yeah. I, that was, that's the real deal, man. That, that was, that's something. Uh, those guys, they beat themselves up. And, all uh, for entertainment. All for entertainment. Absolutely. Tough, tough business. Are you sure James Brown's dead? James Brown? Yeah. yeah he's dead. He could really? be more dead. Yeah. Yeah. How long? Recent, uh, last oh, five fairly years? Fairly recently. Five years. Yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah, he died poor. Well, well I, I didn't know that. I totally believe that, but. No, I do oh, believe that. Yeah. Uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I. Uh, 
I mean, it just... I shouldn't be shocked, but... Those older guys don't... Uh, they weren't great about managing themselves. They hired people that were, you know, sucking money uh, left and right, not taking care of their investments. How yeah. many wives did he have? He went to jail. Yeah, he just... He was a mess. Yeah. Willie Nelson's another one like that. He's still alive. Still but, alive. Smoking pot and... Yeah. Uh, Hey, if only they learned to just smoke cigars. Cigars, man. Yeah, man. Cigars. Who we were talking about earlier? Somebody, Chad, somebody was. Chad Ochocinco? Yes, yes. Chad, now what is it? Going back to, he's going back to his old name, Chad Williams or whatever? Yes, he changed his name back because he had a terrible year. <laughs> he sucked, man. He was bad. Yeah. But I, I'm watching TV with my wife that night, and uh, I don't even know what she's watching. I, I rarely watch TV. Normally I'm on my laptop. I look up, and there's Chad Ochocinco smoking on TV, and it looked like a blunt or something like that. Turns out... He is an avid cigar smoker, smokes every day, has been for years, never touched alcohol, never touched drugs in his life, never touched cigarette products, would never, uh, but, but he's been smoking Sogi since, uh, I believe, uh, early college days, and he, for a while, was one of the top wide receiver athletes in the NFL, right, so sure. we got to get him on the show, Dave. That would be awesome. I'll work on that. See if he can uh, improve his game, and we'll bring him on. Absolutely. I love athletes that smoke Stogies, man. A lot of them. You don't all admit it, but a lot of them do it. A lot of them have been customers over the years, and, uh, hey, cigars are great. Are you watching the Super Bowl? I typically do not watch the Super Bowl. I am not a uh, football fan. As crazy as that sounds, uh, I typically don't. But uh, Not even for the knows? commercials? And then just, you know, everybody else does it. It's the craziest thing. I hate to even admit it, you know, and they say, oh, you're the guy. You're mm-hmm. the guy, you know. The guy, yeah, the only one. The other guy, and uh, my wife's a sports fan. She'll watch it. Uh, you got to check this out. You know, she'll be saying it to me. There's so much hype. You know, it's so hyped up, and there's just so much to it. And I, I have obviously seen Super Bowl games before and stuff, but I've, it's always a letdown to me. It's a, it's a waste of a day because that's what it is. It's a whole day. Well, you got your pre-gaming, your eating. Oh my God! Post-gaming, the eating thing I can dig, you know, but sure. uh, I, I can't now. I, I can eat, but I'm not gonna. I can't eat nachos and all that crap, right? Of I, course you can. You just you want to make sure that when you're eating nachos, that they're, maybe they're chicken nachos, and you keep it to the portion of a meal. And nachos with cheese on them, with meat. Right. There you go. That's perfect. You get, you're catching on. Okay. If I'm, I'm not was, trying to do this, man. If, imagine if Tim if was still here, he'd be so proud of you right now. Imagine if this works. Imagine it's going to work. Like, it never works for me. Never well, works. it never worked for you before because you are one of those people that just goes all or nothing. So you'd go on your diet and you'd stick to it and then it would work. And you're okay. I lost a couple pounds and then now I'm back to eating the regular way. Yeah, eat salad for 10 days in a row. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm right. not doing it. And it's over. So this way... You're slowly conditioning the most important part of you, your mind. You're creating good, positive eating habits, and over time, it's going to reflect I hope positively. It works. I hope it works. I have such a hard time. I'm, I, I succeed in so many things, and, and yet I cannot drop the weight. It's unbelievable. Believe it or not, I mean, my entire life I've been skinny as a rail, and, you know, I hit my 30s and I hit the wall. And I started packing it on a little bit. I don't feel as good. I don't have as much energy. And now I'm doing so many things. I have to have the energy, and Tim Pierce is the answer for me. He's helping me with my energy levels because by eating five, sometimes seven meals a day, as I get a little bit hungry, I start eating just enough, and I'm, I have so much energy. I did that 40 hours of staying up. You've been, and I did you've that been by, shoveling snow all year. Yeah, I did that just by three storms. <laughs> all year. <laughs> 
When you say all year, it drives me bananas. Well, okay, true. so you what? mean this past month, <laughs> three storms I've been shoveling, and the guys, the guy in the shoveling crew is so pumped. There's a storm coming tomorrow. He's already calling me so that I don't call him. He doesn't oh, want really? He doesn't want to tell me the time. He just says, I want to know if you're in, and when you get the call, you get the call. I'm not going to tell you the time because I know you'll get up early. I want you to get up when I call you and then be an hour late. And is like, like the rest of us, and you're, right. you're going to ruin the whole union here. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What a mess. And I, you know, I went to get my first paycheck, which he pays in cash, which is nice. And uh, that's highly illegal. Yeah, whatever. Uh, next week we're going to have uh, Andy Nelson, CPA. I'll make sure I keep taxes. that to myself when Andy's and, here. Uh, he's gonna, <laughs> He's very against that. You're not just beating what's happening there, but you're, you're I'm causing not, I'm not saying that I'm not going to pay taxes on the money. I'm just saying it's very convenient. He pays me in cash. I can pay the taxes later on because I pay. I'm sure. I do pay a lot of taxes with my regular job with coaching gymnastics. I've got it maxed out as much as the, I can be allowed to take out plus some to make up for the DJing because I'm not that disciplined. And then, and then they give it to you back at the end. You get a refund. I do end up with a refund, but only because I've never I, got, I've I never got a refund. I've never got, I overpay. I never get a refund. How do you overpay? Well, you definitely overpay. He's a business owner, man. You well. wouldn't believe it if I told you. It's sickening. And Andy Nelson knows oh too well <laughs> how much I overpay, and it's disgusting. It is. And uh, April 15th's coming. I hate it. You don't pay quarterly, do you? You do it all at the I end. Pay, I pay weekly, I pay quarterly, and I pay yearly. Wow. And I pay daily. Wow. It's disgusting. Well, I guess as long as Mr. Obama calls me a rich man, I've been working my butt off my whole life, and listen, you don't even take vacations. No, and I'm I'm deep in, and I I, I'm I'm doing well, and there's nothing to cry about. Congratulations, I should be happy about it. The problem is the next generation is learning Mm. not to succeed and not to be the best they can possibly be because you will be penalized severely. If you succeed too much, so back off. Don't do it, folks. Don't get up to this level because you're going to be called bad names. You're going to be called a rich person, and we have to spread the wealth. Spread the wealth. I don't take days off. I work every single day while they're taking days off. I'm going to be working Super Bowl Sunday. They're not going to be. I worked on my Mm. birthday. That's right. January 31st, Monday. I worked all day and night. And night till 11.30. And then so. Everybody was like, you're crazy. You should take your day off. 20 years that I've been working. I've never taken my birthday off, ever. I'm not a rich man, though. Well, I work on my birthday. As long as you're paying all these taxes, why should I? um, You know what? I'm not even going to declare that cash. Well, what I'm saying is. You're paying too much for me. No, and that's the problem. (laughs) I'm paying so much because there's a lot of people out there not paying their taxes. I know. I agree. The, the poor people pay zero. So they got to And they a, get the most benefits. Right. Free education, free health care. Uh, <laughs> it's all crap. I mean, I'm an independent business owner, Dave. Not, yep. not at the level you are yet. Yet. But my expenses, my, my health care expenses, taxes, it is insane. And I'm looking at this like when I was an employee, I had it so much easier in so many different ways. This could this show next week could be a whole show going through my taxes. <sighs> you would crap your pants because I do. I I walk out of my own office and slam the door with the accountant in the office every year. I do the same thing. I get up right out of the seat. I walk out of my own office, 
Storm out, slam the door. I can't freaking take it after a while. It's just disgusting. And it's gotten worse, it sounds. Oh, my God. It, 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 and the, the plans for the future are even worse. I pay health benefits for all my employees. Right. You you just can't fathom You're, you're, you're required to. You don't even have a choice, right? No, we, we have a choice still. Okay. But it's going to come to that day. We're in New Hampshire. We don't have to do it. And we do it anyway because we want the best employees we possibly can. Absolutely. We don't want, uh, you know, just young kids as a part-time job. You see most of the employees work for me for 15, 18 years or something. So we're, look, we're looking for top guys. So they have families, and you do the right thing. And you, yeah. you, I choose to spread the wealth, or I choose to right. be charitable. Don't take it from me. Don't, don't force you. Right. Right, because all of a sudden I don't want to do it now. Now, you, now you're getting me upset. And maybe I want to open another business, but you know what? You look at the amount of taxes you're paying, you say, maybe I don't want to open that other business. For what? With, with risk is supposed to come reward, but with the risk, there is no reward at the end. The government's going to take it all. Hey, I'm on my soapbox. I don't want to turn this into this, but <laughs> it's ruining the taste of the cigar in my mouth. I mean, it wow. really makes me crazy. We're going to have, have a whole show on it with Ian Nelson <laughs> next week. So anyway, uh, also uh, during the show, uh, uh, I'm going to talk about my trip to Washington, D.C., which I'm going to take right after the show. I'm going there for five days to go to the Hill and fight for our rights as cigar smokers. Uh, The FDA is is sticking their nose where it doesn't belong, and we're going to try to put an end to that, too. And it's just a a never-ending battle. FDA, Food and Drug Administration, now has control of tobacco products. And Do we they, eat this? <laughs> I don't. I don't. You know what? Is they this don't, a drug? They don't even want control of it. They don't want it. But the government says, yes, pay attention to that stuff. Come on. Here's the ingredients, folks. Tobacco, tobacco, and tobacco. There's a binder, filler, and wrapper. It's all tobacco leaf. There's nothing added to it at all. When we taste these things, there's no cheddar cheese or Swiss cheese or whatever you said in it, <laughs> you know, the tobacco brings on flavors and things like that, but through the fermenting process, the sugars get in there and maybe they caramelize sometimes or they... Well, it's not like a freaking cigarette that is just packed with chemicals and toxins and... Speaking of which, how are you doing Oh, then? God, man. It's been uh, January 2nd, so do the math. It's oh. been over a month, over I'm, a month now. I'm Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. Not even one? Not one. Not one. Swear to God, I've had many, many a cravings, and uh, it's just um, water. Actually, water, any non-smokers out there, it's New Year's, you try to stick to that resolution, you have a craving, pound water. I'm telling you, it works. Nice. Yep. Well, your, your, your actual craving at this point is no longer the nicotine. It's actually the hand-to-mouth addiction. Yeah, it really is. The, and yep. so by drinking the water, you're satisfying that habit, which is the biggest part of the smoking the cigarettes, is hand-to-mouth, hand-to-mouth. Put a little water in there, you're hydrating. You're flushing out any any toxins that are in there. Yeah, feeling really better? The way to go. Dude, my, yeah? I can smell again. Food tastes better. It's it's. Am- I have smoked for, man, since I was 18. I'm 35, 17 years. What wow. would make you at the age of 18 decide to take up cigarettes? Boredom. I'm curious. Boredom. Really? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm driving down the street with my daughter the other day, and she says she's she's driving, and she looks over and says, look at those four, four girls in the car smoking, and they're all underage. I took and they were all young girls, 16 years old. Every one of them had a cigarette in their hand. See, that I kind of understand because, you know, you get the peer pressure and you're young and, you you know, we're struggling that with our, with our kid right now, you know, making some bad choices because of peer pressure. Mm. I never fell into peer pressure. Yeah, I, See, all I, my I, friends did when I was like yeah. 14, 15, and I never did. Maybe occasionally, but never got into it. Went to college, 
and was just bored. I bought a pack of cigarettes, and that's how it starts. That's why I'm against the college whole thing. <laughs> yeah, really. Really. Br- brings on nothing but poor habits anyway. So what do you got over there? All right. Who said the cigar is the perfect complement for an elegant lifestyle? From the film The Seven Year Itch, Marilyn Monroe. Not, I'm impressed. Wow. You've seen the movie? Yeah. Wow. You're a movie buff. I'm an old dude, man. You're an old I'm dude. an old dude. Is that the answer? That's the answer. That's impressive. Wow. Thank you. Where's the bell? All right. <laughs> Given the choice between a woman and a cigar, I will always choose the cigar. A woman and a cigar always choose a cigar, so I can knock off a few people on that. Let's go. you got to go with an ugly guy, right? Um, you know, like Milton Berle wouldn't say that because he was big into the women. Yeah. And it's, uh, George Burns, maybe? Nope. George Burns big into the women, too. Was he big into oh, the women? Oh, yeah. He loves him. No. Love, loved yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. Who said it? Big mustache. Groucho. Groucho Marx. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to get this one right away. So this one's to Chuck. Okay. Your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigar. You change your wife. I know. You do? Yeah. Can I have a hint? You've smoked it before. <laughs> Winston Churchill. Oh, that's wrong, but that's a good it guess. That's a very good guess. Zeno Davidoff. Oh, nice. Nice. Your wife doesn't like the smell of your cigar. Get another wife. <laughs> that's, that's the Dave version. There it is. That's the Dave version. Um, if I cannot smoke in heaven, then I shall not go. Okay. That's a famous one. Very famous. That's a great one. Um, he also said, No one can tell me what is a good cigar for me. I am the only judge. There are no standards, no real standards. Each man's preference is the only standard for him, the only one which he can accept, the only one which can command him. I don't know that one, but the first one... Same person. Yeah. Also said, I have made it a rule never to smoke more than one cigar at a time. Eating I got it. Eating and sleeping are the only activities that should be allowed... Oh, you ball buster. I got it. <laughs> Eating and sleeping are the only activities that should be allowed to interrupt a man's enjoyment of his cigar. Mock Twain. Bam! Nice. Now, I'm trying to go through these because they're, uh, they're <laughs> not in, like, interesting order or easy-to-get order. I'm not going to give you the one with Samuel Fuller because no one knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he says something interesting anyway. Maybe he invented cricket. But Mock Twain is a guy that smoked, like... 30 cigars a day. Literally would be smoking in his sleep. And uh, lived a long life. The enjoyment of a cigar after a hard week gives me a feeling of well-being and relaxation that a Valium could not match. While there may be a more ideal form of stress reduction, I haven't yet discovered anything else as effective and easy. Now, Valium, so it's got to be more up-to-date because I don't know how long Valium's been around. Very very famous baseball player. Really? Yes. Number three? Actually has his own disease. Oh, I know. I think. Want me to guess? Yeah. Lou Gehrig? Bam. What's the odds of Lou Gehrig getting Lou Gehrig's disease? <laughs> what is the odds of that? It's got to be like astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick man. <laughs> That's like the day... 
Chuck, the uh, the week that Gary Coleman died. Yeah. Oh God. Dave and Tommy went back and forth about yeah. Gary Coleman. We were smoking nub cigars that week. <laughs> and they going. Nub Maduros. Yeah, they kept saying, "Oh, I'll take the Gary Coleman." No, no, that's not the Gary Coleman. This is the Gary Coleman. Oh my God. Oh, was, oh my God. It was I, not easy to be sitting in your your shoes. I, I got some crap when I got home on that one. <laughs> I did. That's not nice. I said, too soon? Yeah. Too, too, <laughs> was it like too the soon? It was the day. It was the day yeah, of. the day of. Oh. All right. Um, this one's not going to be easy to read, but I'm going to do the best I can. I enumerate 140 forms of cigar, cigarette, and pipe tobacco with colored palettes, illustrating the difference in ash. It is a point which is continuously turning up in criminal trials and which sometimes of extreme importance as a clue. To the trained eye, there is as much difference between a black ash of a trichinopoly and a white fluff of a bird's eye as there is between cabbage and a potato. So there's a clue in there as to who this might be. So this is a lawyer. Could be a lawyer. It's a lawyer. It's not a lawyer, but could be a lawyer. It's a judge. It's not a judge. Uh, It's from the book, The Sign of Four. Oh, my God. No idea what this is. This person discussing his monograph on tobacco ash, Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Really? In the, you know, the character Sherlock Holmes, the guy didn't actually Well, exist, he mentioned pipe. He's yeah. a big pipe smoker, but obviously smoking cigars and cigarettes, too. Ba- basically, to be able to tell which ones were forming different ash, which we've discussed. You know, oh. low, low magnesium produces one kind of ash. And Okay, so uh, time to talk about um, the... Um, cigars we smoked today. First, we smoked the Romeo and Juliet Vintage, which was the 1993 Cigar of the Year. Very different cigar than it was before. I had a, I had a kind of a bad one. Mine was already cracked and stuff, but um, very typical, for me, flavor of a, like a Connecticut shade or, or a shade kind of wrapper. A little musty. Yeah, uneventful. Yeah. Uneventful. Very, very light. Not a bad first you know first cigar of the day. No, but it's a, it's a big-selling cigar because of the name Romeo and Juliet on it. People that tend to like to buy labels, this sure. is a cigar for you. It's the it's the vintage one, which is the nicer of the bunch. But you could give it to somebody who's never smoked a cigar before. You want them to you know maybe get get hooked, you go fishing or whatever. Bring one of them. Not a bad cigar to give someone that doesn't smoke yeah. cigars all yeah. the time. So that's the Romeo and Juliet vintage, which was 1993, and the big one, the 2010 cigar of the year. 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west. Can we just start calling it 2283? We need a short, shorter name, right? Yeah. 2283? Yeah, I like that, yeah. I think that's good. 2283. Uh, the thing about the 2283, great cigar, lots of flavor. Uh, the fact that they hit a home run with all Corojo, uh, yeah. making a five-tobacco blend on that. Yeah. Um, probably more interesting to we cigar dorks uh, than it is to people that uh, don't smoke cigars all that often. I would say you probably could give this to someone who never smokes it, it, as much as it's got so much flavor built up into it, it doesn't it, have the power. Right. It's not harsh in any way. It's very, very smooth, yet it's full-bodied. So I'm liking it. It's a good cigar. Well done. Jesus Fuego, you did it. Congratulations to you. And we got a, uh, a plaque coming out to you, and congratulations to it. And you'll be up on our uh, uh, trophy plaque ourselves to be added on here as 2010. And from now on, every cigar that comes out now is a contender for 2011. Cool. And then we'll come out with, uh, in December, we'll come out with the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, and we do it again, typically Super Bowl Sunday, but if the show's on Saturday, we'll announce it on the show, or we'll move the show on Sunday, whatever. Do, do what you say. Who knows? <laughs> Next week, 
Dave is back with uh, This Day in History because I'm never doing it again. That's right. And it's Andy Nelson, CPA, getting ready for taxes, income taxes, as I prepare for my trip to Washington to fight for our rights and freedoms. And I got big news coming in the cigar world. So check with that. Some great cigars and some good times. Next week on the Cigar Authority, thanks for everybody for joining us. Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, see you next week on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.